Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. This is EJ Allen with TheWolverine.com. Sorry for the late start. We're getting uh, our ads ready to go. But uh, welcome to the Wolverine Live recruiting show. As always, this is the Q&A show. So feel free to get your questions in. The questions are answered in the order we received them, so shout out to some of you guys who are here early, like Ben Ricketts, who is here at 5 p.m. Um, if you guys want to skip the line, you can definitely do that by hitting that Super Chat button. It's the little box with the dollar sign that uh, Super Chat gets you to the front of the line, and that money also goes directly to our travel budget. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. We're always dropping new videos and the likes help us get in front of other Michigan fans so we can get more questions and more things to talk about. So let's go ahead and, and start off with the questions. And like I said, Ben Ricketts was here super early and his comment didn't disappear. So that's a plus. We had, had been having some issues with that. So glad to see Ben is here with his comment. And he says, every year we see flips occurring during the coaching carousel who would be some targets that you would like to see Michigan go after due to coaching changes at other programs and that's a good question I think it's a question that would probably be better suited to answer closer to signing day just because right now we don't know you know which coaches are going to be leaving whether they're fired or whether there's an opening and somebody leaves for another job or whatever the case is that causes, you know, the yearly coaching carousel. I mean, the only guy or the only notable program that has fired its coach is probably Michigan State, right? Uh, parting ways with Mel Tucker. So everything else would be kind of speculation. I mean, when you look at Michigan State, State's class right now, I'm not sure there are a lot of flip candidates for Michigan. The Wolverines have uh, circled back to Reggie Powers, who recently decommitted. They're still monitoring Sire Torrance. So, you know, there are guys like that, but it's not a super exciting class that you really want to steal guys from. I mean, and when you think about guys on the hot seat right now, um, you know, the, the only one that comes to mind that's in a really notable program, and I know they've picked up some wins here recently, it's Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. I know there's growing frustration in Aggieland with Jimbo. Uh, like I said, they have rattled off some wins here recently. But, man, A&M has been recruiting at a really high level. And obviously a lot has to do with um, NIL in general. You know, they, they have not been very great on the field since Jimbo took over. Um, and especially here recently. But... You know, if their class falls apart or something like that, A&M would definitely be one to raid. I mean, I'm not super familiar with what A&M has. I'd, I'd have to pull that up right now. Um, but I, I know they do have guys like that Michigan has been in contact with, like DeBron Gatling, uh, you know, three-star wide receiver in Michigan still 
needs another wide out. And he was a guy that was rated really high early on. I know he's friends with uh, Jaden Davis. He has family in Michigan. And, you know, that's a guy that would make sense. Uh, you know, I, I just pulled up A&M's class. I really like the long defensive line was uh, Daylon Evans. He's a top 100 prospect. Uh, there wasn't a lot of movement there because Michigan offered after A&M. Um, already had him committed, but he would definitely be one to watch. Another one would be um, top 150 offensive lineman, Papa Fua. He actually visited Michigan and is part of the FSP program that produced guys like Holston Loveland and Hogan Hansen. So there, there would be a connection there if Michigan wants to take another offensive lineman. But again, th these are all names that are more speculation than anything. Another one, Jordan Lockhart, uh, kind of a hybrid linebacker that Chris Partridge was really high on as well. I know Michigan has plenty of defensive athletes in this class, but he would be one to watch. But yeah, I mean, it's more so speculation. I mean, I, I can't really think of another guy that's on the hot seat at a real notable program. But there you see Jordan Lockhart's profile. He's, you know, from the powerhouse at St. John Bosco. Um, not rated super high, but again, he's one of those defensive athletes that Partridge really valued early in the cycle. Um, but yeah, the only other school that kind of comes to mind, um, maybe because I live out here, so I've seen headlines, is Brent Pry and Virginia Tech. I believe they have a losing record this year. They do, you know, Virginia Tech's not pulling in, you know, a lot of Michigan level guys, but I do believe they have one. Uh, kid in particular that would be of interest to Michigan fans, and that's Keelan Adams. Uh, he's ranked as a top 200 wide receiver nationally. He has family from Ohio. He talked about visiting Michigan before staying home and committing to Virginia Tech. He was actually really high on Michigan's wide receiver board in the offseason. So Keelan Adams would make a lot of sense with Michigan needing another wide receiver. Like I said, Virginia Tech probably doesn't have any other guys, at least that I know of, but I know Keelan Adams is definitely one that comes to mind that I would love to see Michigan circle back to because, you know, he, he's a great talent at that position. That was a, an absolute steal for the Hokies to get him to stay closer to home. So I think, you know, again, this question would probably be better served closer to signing day. Let's go down to Deshaun Brown, and he says, is Michigan still in the mix for David Sanders? Uh, so David Sanders, five-star offensive tackle out of Charlotte, Providence Day in, uh, you know, great state of North Carolina, obviously, has produced uh, guys like Janine Goodwin and Jaden Davis, who are currently committed to Michigan. Um, Sanders made his first visit for the barbecue at the Big House in late July, it was imperative for the Wolverines to get him on campus. Remember, Michigan was the first to offer, but he never really made a visit until then. And so, you know, I think everything went really well on that visit. But this is going to be a tough recruitment for Michigan to win. I get that you have the ties with Jaden Davis and Channing Goodwin. And another tie is the fact that Jonathan Goodwin, ex Wolverine, is Sanders's offensive line coach at Providence Day. So, you know, that could definitely help the Wolverines. But I do think Sanders is looking more towards staying, you know, in the South. You 
have programs like Alabama, Clemson, Georgia really involved in this recruitment. And I would say those are the schools probably at the top of his list. Michigan, again, has the ties, and they obviously have a lot to sell to offensive linemen. Back to back, Joe Moore Award, Sharon Moore has uh, done a fantastic job of, of coaching and recruiting uh, offensive linemen. So there's a lot of appealing factors for Michigan uh, when it comes to the David Sanders recruitment, but I think it's more likely that he stays south. Like if we were doing, you know, buy if Michigan is a contender or a pretender in this recruitment, I would probably side sort towards pretender just because it looks like this is going to be more of a Southern recruitment, but Hey, he is looking to visit for the game against Ohio state. So maybe Michigan can move the needle more on that second visit. But I think Sanders is going to be a really tough one to win out of Providence day. Uh, Deshaun Brown's back with another question. And he says, how many guys are we taking in this class? So Michigan already has 25 commits. At one point we thought it could go more than 30, but at this point I would say, probably about 28 or so, maybe 29. Um, you also have to factor in that Michigan's probably going to hit the transfer portal again. So they might want to save a few spots for scholarships within the portal. I know NIL has been taking care of some of those portal guys, but you know we're, we're at that point that unless it's a guy that Michigan staff really, really wants or a need, or a need that they need to fill, like a wide receiver or safety or, or another edge, I think that you kind of want to save some of those scholarships for, for what the portal has to offer. So I would guesstimate about 28, 29, but numbers are always pretty fluid. Let's go with uh, Deshaun Brown again. And he says, last one, who is better, Underwood or Davis? Why do you guys always bait me in uh, with these Underwood Davis questions? Like da <laughs> Bryce Underwood's a better prospect, obviously. I think anybody that covers recruiting from a national perspective or even a Michigan perspective would agree that Bryce Underwood is the better prospect. And again, that's not really a knock on Jaden Davis. We're talking about Bryce Underwood, who is ranked as the number one overall recruit in the country, not just quarterback, the best prospect in the 2025 recruiting class. So you know, when you also look at the other services, I mean, he's one on on three, one on ESPN, four on 24-7, and three on Rivals. So he's a top five guy across the board. I think Bryce Underwood is definitely a five-star talent and a generational talent. I mean, we're talking about a potential future number one overall type of draft pick. I was actually talking to Zach Libby, our, you know, my Tuesday co-host and our other recruiting reporter at the Wolverine yesterday about player comparisons for Bryce and how I was kind of struggling to put, you know, uh, put a, put a pin on somebody that, that Bryce Underwood really stacks up with. But, you know, if you were to use a common era guy, I mean, the only one that really makes sense is Josh Allen because you see that big arm and you see the athleticism and ability to run. And, you know, he's listed at six foot three, but he looks even bigger than that. He's just built like an action figure. But I don't, I don't really love the Josh Allen comparison. I think it's going to be one that's overused. You know, when I look at guys from the past, like I watched some Johnny United's film and I think that the – you know, the touch he puts on his passes and the ball placement, 
Like that's what Underwood is. And I mean, we're talking about Johnny Unitas, who's probably a top three quarterback of all time in the NFL. Um, and when you're talking about big arm guy that has some athleticism more recently, I mean, Dante Culpepper comes to mind as well, even though I don't love that comparison either. I think Bryce is just kind of a hard guy to compare. You know, you, you do have some, you know, Vince Young comparisons out there. I think Vince was an absolutely special runner. And I think Bryce is, is very good at running, uh, but he's a better passer than Vince Young. So I don't like that comparison either. Um, so again, I think Bryce Underwood was just a unicorn, a, a guy that, you know, is, comes around every, you know, once in a while, he would clearly be the number one quarterback in this week, 2024 quarterback class. Now, again, that's not putting down Jaden Davis. Cause if you replace Jaden Davis with Rayola, who is the number one quarterback in 24, I would also go with Underwood. Um, but I think Davis is obviously a very good player as well. You know, we have him in the top 200. I've had him in the same range since November. I mean, he's a guy that's just very efficient and accurate, and he's had great numbers this year on the high school field, which many of you guys have continued to tag me in. But it, it goes beyond numbers. When you look at Davis as a projectable quarterback to the next level, you know, he's, again, a guy that's very accurate. You know, he's very efficient. He's a very smart player, really high football IQ, studious kid, knows how to read defenses and get through his progressions. He's terrific in a controlled offense like Providence Day, which utilizes, you know, screens and drags and slants and really short to intermediate routes, which is his bread and butter. Um, but he's not a creator. He's not a playmaker. He doesn't make up with being a shorter quarterback with his legs. Um and he, quite frankly, he doesn't have an elite arm. He has a very good arm. It's definitely not a noodle arm. Um, but when you look at Bryce Underwood's throws versus Jaden Davis's throws, there's just that extra, you know, that extra arm strength that Bryce Underwood has that makes him a really special prospect. So when you're a shorter quarterback that's not mobile and you don't make up with it, you know, with elite arm talent, it's tough to grade you in that five-star range. I think top 200 is capable of having plenty of success at Michigan, but uh, obviously I would take Bryce Underwood. All right, before we go to our next question, we do have a message from our sponsor of the Wednesday night show, Susie Surma with Modus Realty. Are you ready to buy a home? This is one of, if not the most expensive purchases you'll ever make. Having a realtor who listens and cares about your needs is crucial. Susie Surma is the right local expert for you. Susie includes a free buyer's consultation to uncover your home buying needs, maximizing experience and efficiency. Email her today at Susie at modusre.com. Let's face it, the market has been challenging for buyers. This critical piece you might be missing is having the right agent. Using a realtor that has superior knowledge and negotiation skills is key to closing on the home of your dreams. Local expert Susie Surma is your answer. Not only does she know the area, she's a fierce negotiator. Why not build equity now? Contact Susie Surma to start your customized home search today. Call Susie at 248-767-5633 or email her at susie at m-o-t-u-s-r-e dot com. So, Big shout out to Susie Surma for sponsoring tonight's show. 
like I said, guys, if you all need a home and you're in the Ann Arbor area, definitely hit up Susie. She's the uh, best in the industry and it'll help you guys get right when it comes to your home buying needs. Again, guys, if you want to skip the line, we do have a lot of questions. So if you want to skip the line, hit that super chat button. That money goes directly to our travel budget. And uh, like I said, if you skip the line, you get to you know immediately be up on the screen. Ben Ricketts is back with another question. And he says, which current commits do you think will have the biggest impact next year? Well, as much as I just sounded like a downer when it came to Jaden Davis, Look, if J.J. McCarthy's not on the roster next year, who's going to start at quarterback? I mean, Michigan is going to have to hit the transfer portal. But I think Jaden Davis has an opportunity to come in and potentially start as a true freshman. You never want guys to start as true freshmen. But at the same time, I think what Davis offers is a really high floor. And so while I don't think he's a five-star prospect or even a top 50 prospect, I think what he's really good at really fits Michigan's offense. So if you need a guy who can, who just needs to manage the offense and you have some talent around him, Jaden Davis is capable of managing the offense and being successful in a controlled environment. You know, I think it's going to be tough for a shorter quarterback like him that doesn't have mobility to really adapt to the college game. You're going to lose some of what JJ brings with his legs, but you know, I would say Jaden Davis, you know, Kate McNamara had a success in this offense. Jaden Davis can have success in this offense. So, you know, you might see Jaden Davis have to come in and just be thrown into the fire because you look at the quarterbacks behind JJ right now and nobody has really separated themselves as a number two. The quarterbacks that Michigan's recruited in the past have been, you know, more project guys, obviously not counting the, uh, the portal guys who, who haven't really made a huge impact either. But I mean, you look at guys like Alex Orgy, he might be better suited to play another position. Jaden Denigal, I mean, was never a guy that, you know, I, I don't think anybody was super, super high on either. So yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks that they've just recruited after JJ, it, it's been tough sledding. So, I mean, Jaden Davis might have to be thrown in there if they can't recruit a great portal quarterback. And if JJ leaves, um, Jordan Marshall, another guy, right? You're talking about freshmen that might be thrown into the fire. You know, it sucks that Jordan Marshall is not enrolling early, but you might have Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards both leave. And I know Donovan hasn't put up the numbers people expected him to put up this season, but there's still a chance that he leaves, right? So if you're missing Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, that's a wide open competition at the running back position you have you know Tavier Dunlap who I was never really high on as a recruit don't have a lot of faith in him you have Kalel Mullings who's more of a bruiser you have Ben Hall who was the star of the spring game but didn't really get much run in high school so to me he's still a bit of an unknown Cole Cabana who's more of a you know of a shifty guy I don't know if he's going to be in every down between the tackles guy Jordan Marshall's in the same mold as a Blake Quorum, he's tough between the tackles. He can be an every down guy. He can catch passes out of the backfield. He's the highest rated Michigan recruit in the 2024 class. So I think Jordan Marshall, despite not being an early enrollee, will have a chance to come in and you know start right away if Quorum and Edwards are gone. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. I mean, those are two huge positions where you might have to throw freshmen into the fire. 
Um, and then, so we don't spend too much time on this question. Another guy that comes to mind on defense is actually Owen Wafel. Now he's not the most, you know, highly touted guy. He's only a three-star prospect, but I've likened him to Mason Graham. This is a kid that's not rated super high because he doesn't have that NFL projectability that a lot of the rankers value. I don't really care about that when it comes to defensive linemen. I was very high on Mason Graham. I said Mason Graham should be rated extremely high. And I think Owen Waifel is extremely underrated. I think he's one of the most underrated prospects in the entire country. You know, he's six foot two, about 290 pounds. That listing on his weight on his profile is, uh, is not up to date. Um, but like I said on previous shows, he's really powerful. He's quick in the trenches. He's strong as an ox. He's built to play right now. He's kind of like Jaden Davis in the sense that he has a really high floor. And while Wafel doesn't have a high ceiling and neither does Davis, they're ready to come in and contribute early. So, you know, those would be three guys that come to mind that can make an impact next year at Michigan, depending on how the roster shakes out and things of that nature. Liam Roberts says, what five-star is planning on visiting Michigan against Indiana? And do you think we are a real target for him? Look at Liam, man. So everybody boo Liam for a second. Uh, Liam, I know that you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com because I tweeted out earlier today that a five-star was visiting Michigan for the Indiana game. And obviously you were unable to see that. So I'm going to reveal the name just for you guys and Liam, but you guys have to make a deal with me and subscribe to the Wolverine.com for $1 guys. It's not like I'm even asking you to pay the full $100 price. I'm asking you to pay the $1 it gets you one month premium access. And then if you like it from there, you can stay on. If you don't, you don't. No strings attached. Just pay $1. It's literally less than a happy view. It's less than like what you have to pay at the dollar menu because they charge you more at the dollar menu than a dollar. So sign up today at thewolverine.com if you're not a subscriber already. Um, like I said, $1 one year. That gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal and so much more and a lot more information than you just get on the show. But I will tell you just cause I'm a nice guy and because I believe you will take advantage of the $1 one month deal. Um, it's DJ Pickett. Um, I had a chance to go out and see DJ Pickett a couple of weeks ago, five-star safety in the 2025 recruiting class, the number one uh, safety in the country for next cycle. Uh, I had a good conversation with his mom yesterday and I'll have a full interview over at the Wolverine.com in coming days. But, uh, she said they're planning to be at the game in October, or I guess it's already October for the game against Indiana this month. Um, and yes, I do think Michigan is a real player here. Look, Pickett's family's from Michigan. His mom went to Michigan. Uh, he still has a lot of family in the Detroit Metro area. He's been on campus a number of times. He has a great bond with Steve Klinkscale. I think right now, Michigan, Georgia, and Florida are the schools at the top of his list. Um, you know, Miami's also involved, Alabama, Florida State, Texas. But I think Michigan, Georgia, and Florida have kind of separated themselves as probably that top tier early on. But for more DJ Pickett, uh, recruiting intel. Check out my Into the Blue piece. It runs weekly. It's you know a big scoop piece over at thewolverine.com. And like I said, one dollar for one year. Uh, let's go ahead and go to John A. Scholl, who is a podcast favorite, who is here right at seven. 
Um, but we're already like 23 minutes into this show. So make sure to use that super chat, super chat guys, and you can skip the line. But John A. Schultz says, I believe you have mentioned in the past that you liked Talel Mullings high school running back tape enough that you thought he could be a good running back in college. Do you feel vindictive given his recent play? Yes, I did. Not only did I like Kalel Mullings' running back tape in high school, I went out to New England and saw Kalel Mullings play running back live. Um, and he was really good. And so, yeah, I feel like I, I feel vindicated, but kind of not either because, you know, it's getting to that time where I'm reflecting on what um, in that particular class because they're about to finish up their careers at Michigan. And I, I feel like I way overvalued Kalel Mullings, but he, he's really coming along. And uh, it's definitely good to see because Kalel, on top of being a great player, was a really great kid as well. I, I enjoyed all my interactions with Kalel. His father, Dale, is, is terrific. You know, that whole Mullings family was great. And you have to remember that Mullings was actually an, an actual running back recruit for some teams. You know, Stanford really, really wanted him as a running back. So it, it's good to see him have uh, success in general. I've always been a Kalel Mullings fan. I've always been rooting for him to, to find a way on the field. And it's great to see him doing that at the running back position. Um, let's go to John A. Shulton. He says, are there any players at struggling programs that UM could poach players who they finished second or third in their recruitment that Michigan could snag in the portal the way they did with Hinton last year? Yeah, you know, we had a similar question earlier in the show. I think we have to wait a little bit longer, probably sometime next month to get a real feeling for who's going to be on the hot seat, which coaches are going to be moving here and there. I mentioned that Michigan could potentially poach some guys from A&M if that Jimbo Fisher situation goes south. But I also know that Jimbo has a really, really high buyout, like a ridiculous buyout. And, you know, A&M has won some games here recently. So I think we have to wait and see, you know, which which schools really struggle on the field before we talk about, you know, more potential flip candidates. Let's go down to go blue 81. And he says, how are we looking with Devin Sanchez, Weston Fort, Lamont Rogers, and Nashawn Montgomery? Um, all right. That's a lot of names. So let's just um, run through them super quick. Devin Sanchez is a five-star defensive back out of Galena Park, North Shore in the Houston area. Uh, Michigan recently made his top schools list, but I think it's going to be really tough to win him over. I think if an out-of-region school is going to pull him out uh, of the state of Texas, it's probably Ohio State. Um, you know, I, I guess I would still consider Alabama kind of in that general region with Texas moving to the SEC. But I think Ohio State of the Big Ten teams or, or you know, schools uh, in the Midwest or, you know, just up north in general, I think Ohio State has the best shot, I think. Michigan, you know, made the top schools list, which is great to see, but they haven't had a chance to get him on campus for a visit, and he hasn't shown serious, serious interest. So, um, you know, I think Michigan's on the outside looking in. Weston Port, I think Michigan leads for right now. He's a three-star linebacker out of California, um, just visited a couple weeks ago. Uh, Michigan's third on the RPM, but like I said, I think Michigan leads here. The thing about Western Port, and I, I talked to Libby about this as well, is, you know, even though I think Michigan leads right now, it's an extremely strong year at the linebacker position in 25. There are so 
many high-end prospects at linebacker. I mean, Chris Partridge has an embarrassment of riches to choose from when it comes to prioritizing targets. So Weston Port's a really good player. He's a high three-star. He's ranked in the 300s. He's obviously very, very high on Michigan. Um, but I, I'm interested to see how the Wolverines uh, sort out, you know, that many high-level linebackers because they're in the mix with a lot of guys um, that are in that, you know, top 100 to 200 range. I mean, top, you know, five-star guy to 200 range. So linebackers are plentiful in 2025. Lamont Rogers is a top 100 offensive lineman out of the Dallas area. Honestly, I don't know a ton about him. I know he, he listed Michigan in his top group here recently. Um, I haven't heard his name much in Michigan circles, and LSU has the lead on the on three RPM. And uh, lastly, Nashawn Montgomery. Um, he's a top 100 wide receiver out of Florida. I know he is trying to visit Michigan, but I think he's going to be a tough tool from the southeast. Uh, Go Blue 81's back with another question, and he says, who's on the thumbnail? Um, that is Teandre Waverly, who we talked about in last week's show, or I'm sorry, yesterday's show with Libby. Um, Libby just saw him in the Pacific Northwest. He's one of Michigan's top overall targets at the tight end position in 2025. Really freaky kid that uh, runs in the 10-4s, I believe, in the 100 meter, trying to get up into the 10-3, 6'4", 215 pounds. So that's super impressive. Um he visited Michigan in the offseason. Wolverine's working to get him back this fall. He's part of the same FSP program that produced Colston Loveland and Hogan Hanson. So maybe Michigan can go back to the Pacific Northwest and pool Teandre Waverly. Right now, Michigan in second place on the RPM. I think they're up there, man. I think Michigan has a real shot to get Waverly, especially given what the Wolverines have been able to do in that area with tight ends. So, you know, we'll see how things shake out with Waverly. Um John A. Schultz is back with another question. He says, EJ, are you at liberty to tell us who the secret visitor is that came to the Rutgers weekend? We need the juice. So actually that secret visitor just contacted um, just contacted Libby and told him not to run the story that we had prepared. So that's an entire ordeal. Um, but I will say this. Uh, the kid does not have a Michigan offer right now. He is not rated very highly. So I think, you know, it, it's not a, even a situation to get that, you know, pumped up about or anything like that. Uh, we have hit the 30 minute mark, guys. So that means we're going rapid fire unless you guys uh, hit that super chat button, which gets you to the front of the line. Chris Grant says, why would A&M commits be a target when the majority of those kids probably want some upfront NIL deal? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, even if A&M has, you know, a downhill slide or something you're still going to have to deal with the you know aspect of uh of nil and you know the only response that i can give to that is maybe michigan will have their ducks in a row next cycle it's been soon forever when it comes to nil and recruiting they figured it out from a team standpoint they figured it out from a portal standpoint they have not figured it out from a recruiting standpoint. Maybe next cycle will be the cycle. And maybe late this year, uh, we'll, you know, we're talking about guys that might flip late. Um, so maybe later this year, they actually do get it figured out for a late run at some highly touted kids. But we'll see. Um, Butter XO says, EJ, over under on Michigan landing 1.5 stars in the 25 plus. I think the safe bet is... Um, under i do think that 
you know, Bryce Underwood and DJ Pickett are legitimate options. So I could see, you know, if you're, you're feeling risky and you want to take the over, those would be the guys to bet on. But I think it's going to be tough to get both of them. I think the safe pick is under. And like I said, I, I'm not sure Michigan is a true contender for David Sanders. Um, <laughs> D's nuts says he misses the dollar menu, which we alluded to earlier. And if you um, aren't as subscribed to the Wolverine.com, like I said, you can subscribe for $1 for one month. Uh, why are players picking Florida? Do they like playing for a team that can't even compete in their division? You know, if Florida, you know, has some moving parts, then that's definitely a class to raid with Aaron Childs and some other guys that Michigan was high on. Um, but I think Florida's just built a ton of momentum on the recruiting trail. Uh, Billy Napier has done a great job as a head coach recruiting guys. They just have a staff that can recruit. They have a functioning NIL program. I mean, it's still Florida. They play in the SEC. They still have a tradition. They won, they won national championships when, when these kids could remember. You know, they remember the Tim Tebow era, I'm sure. So, you know, I still think Florida, despite their recent struggles, can be appealing to some kids. Um, Jorge says, EJ, I appreciate your non-biased approach and honesty with these recruits. Underwood visiting soon for a game. Yeah, I mean, the hope is to get him on campus for a couple of games. The problem with the Ohio State game, and I'll tell you right now, it's that it could be the same day as Underwood State Championship. So if Belleville goes back to the state title, um, I'm not sure how the MHSAA is doing the scheduling, but if you know it's on, on that Saturday, which it very well could be, you know, that was an issue for like Dante Moore last cycle. Um, it yeah i mean i think that uh i think that there's a chance underwood misses the ohio state game so if he does miss the ohio state game i, I think right now they're planning for purdue to be a really big recruiting re weekend you know indiana could have some guys you know dj pickett and stuff but i think purdue is the one where they're planning a bigger event so maybe uh, that's the game they get Bryce Underwood on. And, you know, if the state championship's not on that day or Belleville doesn't make it for whatever reason, then obviously I would expect Underwood to be at the game against Ohio State. And last question for the show comes from BK, and he says, is Michigan going to put some resources into flipping Nick Marsh? A little birdie told me he has some interest in Michigan. Um, top 200 wide receiver, uh, in-state kid. He's visited Michigan in the past. You know, I, I just think there are a lot of moving parts there. Uh, Michigan does need a big body wide receiver. He fits the bill. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if Michigan's going to go that route. So that's my time, guys. I appreciate you guys for joining me. Um, like I said, it's $1 for one month over at thewolverine.com. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free, and I will see you guys next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.